Hey y'all, hey, it's your girl Paula with another exciting or electrifying episode of Coffee Chit Chat. We have another boss lady in the building this morning, but you know how we do it. We're going to shout out the coffee of the week. And this week it is a caramel macchiato. Make sure you go out and grab one. And we are chatting with Maria Henderson. Maria is the Northrop Grumman Space Sector Classified Solutions Director who oversees all classified information technology and cybersecurity program. She supports activities within the sector. She graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Management Information System from Norfolk State University and earned her master's degree in business administration with a focus in project management from Renault University. Welcome to Coffee Chit Chat. And do you have a favorite coffee? <laughs> um, I'll be honest, I, I started drinking coffee probably when I got in IT, almost when I got deep in IT, about 15 years ago. And okay. at first I was doing 7-Eleven coffee. And then <laughs> I had an affinity for Dunkin' Donuts coffee. So I tend to stick with a Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Okay. <laughs> It's not bad either. I'm a Starbucks girl, but I like Dunkin' as well. <laughs> right. Okay. And I probably started drinking coffee about the same amount of years, like 15 years ago. I didn't drink it. You know, like some people started in college or whatever. Yeah. I never drank it. I was an adult before I actually was like, okay, let me let me try a little of this stuff. <laughs> I never had affinity for it. And then I just picked it up and it stuck. Yeah, yeah. And so sometimes, you know, when you out and about, you're like, oh, I really need some coffee. <laughs> oh, I hear you. I hear you. So, guys, you know, we've been talking to female leaders and entrepreneurs this entire month. We have another leader and she's actually in the technology field. Um, and you have a very important position. I was reading over your bio and your background. Uh, you're dealing with classified information. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us if technology was always like your first choice as a career? It wasn't actually. Um, okay. You know how you grow up in school? I actually wanted to be a history teacher in middle school, right? Okay. And then life happens, you move on. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to be in healthcare because at one point my dad was a physical therapy assistant. So I was like, you know, I want to be in healthcare. And then life moving on again, right? And then you see different things. And I was always tech savvy. Um, and so I said, well, wait, let me see what's going on in the tech world. Uh, mm -hmm. And then I found my niche between business and tech. So that's really my niche. I, I'm not your truest technical person mm -hmm. when we deal with engineers and such, but I, I can swim both lanes. So I understand them both. And that's awesome because I know that in that field, there's not a lot of women. It's not, it's, mm -hmm. pretty, it's men saturated, right? <laughs> it is. That's what I thought. That's yeah. what I thought. So it that is awesome. Very, very male dominated. I, that's what I thought. And so you've been doing it for, is it 12 or 15 years now? Or Oh, gosh, it's probably over 20 now. So when oh, okay. I got dibs and dabs in healthcare. So as I elevated up in my healthcare career and shifted over to doing data analytics in healthcare. That, mm -hmm. that was my entryway into IT. And so when I, I, I was a, a military mom, so a working mm -hmm. mom going to school. So when I decided to get my bachelor's degree in IT, that's when I was doing the shifting. 
And that's when, you know, I started to really see what was out there, you know, in in my mind. I've always been about projects. You you want to plan a trip? I got you. (laughs) It just just meshes. Right. And and you see. And in my household, I was always the one buying the gadgets. We're going to have the latest, greatest gadget there is. I'm the gadget queen. Okay, that's awesome. That sounds like my daughter. She loves all the gadgets. And we always think that whenever anything breaks down, call Brittany. She knows. She knows, <laughs> right. And that's how it was in my house, right? Okay, okay. So what is a common myth about your uh, your field? What would you say a, a myth would be about your field? I, I would say a common myth is that um, men are the only ones that can do it right, right? You know, mm-hmm. Sometimes in a male-dominated environment, you will see people who've been in this environment for 50-plus years, and yes, they have great experience and great knowledge, mm-hmm. um, but there may be a young woman who comes along who has these great ideas, and next thing you know, she's invented the latest, greatest patent that you didn't even realize you needed. Oh, wow. You know, that's what I was uh, figuring is that Everybody thinks when they think technology, IT, that's male dominated. It's all about the men because, you know, a lot of jobs. I know that when I was still active military, all mm-hmm. the tech people would always be males. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I was like very uh, impressed when I was like, OK, she is a director for classified documents and technology information. That is so awesome. <laughs> so the classified information, I know that's pretty tough. Because whenever it's classified, you can't share it with anybody, right? <laughs> right, right. Which is really tough, right? You know, so people ask what I do. And, and so I do have to give generics, right? I can't talk about the programs in which my company um, work on. But I can tell you that me being at Northrop Grumman uh, Corporation, we are an engineering and technology company, right? And some okay. people don't even realize that because they know us as a, a space aerospace and defense company, not Mm -hmm. the history and the lineage of engineering products, right? So most probably the most famous thing people know is James Webb Telescope that was developed by my company. So my teams um, have the fortunate aspect of securing the classified components of those types of programs, making sure that IT infrastructure is in place and that the PCs are running, the networks are running, phones, all of that for those types of programs that have those specialized compartments that we can't share with the broader world. And that's what I thought. Okay. Awesome. So you said you've been doing this for about 20 years. So with your time with your present company, what would you uh, think it was your most favorite position that you've held with them? Oh, yeah. So I've been with Northrop 12 years now. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, can say that my favorite role is not even my job per se. It's what I do every day. I am a DNI executive across the company, so I talk to uh, young career personnel all over the country. Right, I I speak to interns and what we call our professional development employees, even our young career employees who may have transitioned from another company. I get such joy talking to the young generation, but also the young women, um, because young women can feel as though they don't have a voice in this type of environment. 
Mm-hmm. And you set a spark in young women um, to open their eyes to the possibilities. You may come in the door in one position, but you may leave or stay having held multiple positions over many years, such as myself. I have been blessed in a company that values rotation throughout the company, values growth, um, mm-hmm. diversity of thought. So I'm able to share that with tons of people every day. You know, I was telling you, I was prepping for, I'm going to the Bayer Conference, um, the Black mm-hmm. Engineer um, Award Conference next week and be doing the same thing, talking to college students about the value and the benefits of, of this great company I work for. I just love it. So that's, all of that is under STEM as well. And mm-hmm. I know there's a big push for more women and then women of color like us to yeah. join STEM. So is that what you're going to be doing at the convention? Are you talking? Yeah. To? Okay. So, so I, I, my swim lane is in STEM. Um, so the science, technology, engineering, and math, right? Most mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. just think technology or right. engineering. Sometimes <laughs> you don't even realize we hire people with math degrees, chemical okay. degrees, all various biotechnology degrees. It, it's it runs the gamut because our, our company is so vast and wide in the technologies in which we touch, right? And so when I um, I have the pleasure being of mixed race, I sit on the African-American task group with the company. I also sit on the Hispanic task group with the company. So I, I get to co-mingle both environments. And people be surprised. Oftentimes as women, we've got the same challenges. As women, we don't speak up. We don't sit at the table because historically as a woman, especially a woman of color, we're kind of taught to just stay in the background. Don't don't voice your opinion or your concerns. So being in STEM, I challenge those conversations, right? I challenge young people, especially young women, be passionate about something. You see something that, that interests you. If you really love math, it will take you far. There are some great scientists, mathematicians, mm-hmm. and engineers that are of color, that are women, that have contributed significantly to this country and to the many products you see every day. That is great. That is so awesome. Um, Nick, do you are you bilingual? Do you speak Spanish as well? No hablo español. <laughs> <laughs> You say no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's a family joke. I actually was in my um, home country, Puerto Rico, last week before I went mm-hmm. on vacation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone comes up and they're like, oh, you, you look like you're from here. My, well, my family is. But me and my mama speak no Spanish. It's, it's a running joke. Oh my goodness. Can you understand it a little or a little? And okay. that's surprising, right? And some depending upon where we are with the conversation is you you pick up on little things. Um, and I personally, I have two left feet and I have a area of my brain who just will not <laughs> change Spanish. I've had several Spanish classes. It it just does not stick. It just does stick. Yeah. It, that's interesting. I I uh, was a French person and just was very good while I was in college. But then after, you know, you Mm -hmm. lose it all. Like, okay, I can remember some things, but not a whole lot. (laughs) Right, right. It's the little words. It's the little words, right, that you get in conversation. And you're like, okay, I know what that means. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Especially when I go back to uh, home, to Louisiana. 
because they speak uh, well, Creole, but it's sort of like Creole. a form yeah. of, of, I won't say broken French because they do not, they, they do not like that. It is Creole. I said, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yeah. So we talked about what you like and your favorite part. Is there a least favorite job that you've had of hell? Well, over my career, I've had a few. Okay. <laughs> I've had a few. Um, but one thing I can say is those ones that I did not like taught me my greatest lessons in my career. Um, so even with my current company, I um, was thrust into a manufacturing environment that I knew nothing about. And in my opinion, it was one of the worst jobs I had. I didn't know um, about manufacturing information systems and how a factory runs and everything that that goes mm -hmm. with it. And in manufacturing, also very heavily male dominated. Mm -hmm. So I was thrust into a position in which I had to deliver a strategy for a new um, platform um, to be delivered for a particular business unit. And as you can imagine, the pushback you get in a male-dominated environment mm -hmm. where you think they can do it better is really challenging. Mm -hmm. And so I, I would say that challenge from them pushed me to learn more, to mm -hmm. excel, and to take the skills I didn't know and apply them in a way that I could talk the talk and walk the walk and still get things delivered as they needed to be. So although challenging, I would say that it gave me so much foundation for the career I'm in now. Yeah, it helped you kind of overcome those obstacles right. when, they, when some of the males may come and say, well, we're going to do it this way. You can say, well, wait a minute, this is my opinion. I'm going to do it X, Y. <laughs> so I get it. I get it. Because manufacturing, I, I can imagine, especially when you don't have a background. Right. In that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And for them to just say, hey, sink or swim. Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> so in your opinion, what is the most important personality trait or strength someone would need to work in your industry and be successful in, in, um, in the job? I, I would say one thing that all of us um, struggle with is our ability to listen. Right. It, mm -hmm. it goes a long way if we're able to hear both sides of a conversation and really grasp what each side is saying. Um, one of the things that I personally bring to the table is my collaboration expertise, right? I may not know what an engineer is saying, but I can hear the problem and give a solution or a path to a solution based upon what I've heard. So being able to hear, interpret, and ask questions when you are unsure Oftentimes we'll sit there and we won't raise our hand and say, I don't understand that. There's nothing wrong with raising your hand. Right. So being comfortable raising your hand and asking someone to, can you re-explain what you just said? Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes people will, right? They'll, mm -hmm. they'll explain it to you. They'll help you understand. And then something will click and you'll be like, oh, okay, I got it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But mm -hmm. It's because you've taken the time to hear it too, right? So listening it is a very, very important skill. Um, and also bringing your diverse thought to the table, right? Because we all come from different backgrounds, different experiences. And sometimes 
those experiences provide us a, a little insight into something that someone else may not understand, right? From the simplest thing of employees' well-being, right? So if we have staff that are dealing with home trials and tribulations, and we're noticing a pattern at work that is impactful, it's not necessarily meaning that they're bad at the job. They may have external influences that are impacting them at this point in their life. And mm-hmm. so being able to pull them to the side, listen, and also offer them some solutions or alternatives to help them get through that trying time, it comes back, right? Because when that person is, is their 100% self again, you'll see they'll flourish. And they'll even come back to you and say, hey, thank you for taking the time to listen to me. You, you didn't blow me off. So listening in different areas within your career goes a long way. You know, remembering to, as you become a leader, especially, mm-hmm. as you pass people in the hall, it's not just about saying good morning. Sometimes it's the little things. Hey, how did the soccer game go this weekend? Mm-hmm. That's cause a conversation, right? Because now that employee knows that you heard what they said they had going on this weekend. I like it. So now listening skills are very important. Remember when we were younger and the teacher would say, you have two ears. That means you're supposed to talk less and listen more. <laughs> yeah. And so that's great. Listening and communicating yep. are great skills. So y'all hear that, listeners? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So we, I think you, you touched on it a little bit. But if we were not in the technology field, what would you like to try? I I tease everyone that I really should be Dr. Henderson from a psychology perspective. I probably would have been a clinical psychologist. Okay. Um, That's my other uh, gift for gab, right, is to really understand and interpret what's going on in life and give some perspective. Okay. What you say, the gift for gab? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, come sit at my table. Let's have a, on my couch, let's have a conversation. I love it. I love it. Well, we really thank you for sharing your journey uh, with us. And one last question, and I think we touched on it uh, briefly. Do you encourage women to join the technology field? Oh, most definitely. Oh, most definitely. And not just women, um, young children of color, period, right? You know, Mm -hmm. one of the, the blessings of working in the environment that I have, even though it's highly classified, when you are on the other side and you see what's being manufactured, even as an adult, as a 40, when I was in my 40s, walking through a factory, I was amazed, amazed at the technology, amazed at the products that were being manufactured. Because what that spawned were, what kind of jobs are those? What are mm-hmm. the people, right? Mm-hmm. And so having the children understand that there's more than what they see on the TV. You know, there's there's more than the video game. But actually, that video game can be done in a production way as well. Because you could be the software developer developing mm-hmm. those fantastic games that you play today, Right. And that takes us encouraging more uh, education in math, in science, you know, Mm -hmm. and us getting out of the safety of the classes that we push our children into, right? It's okay Mm -hmm. to do extra work. It's okay to excel 
in math, in science, or or even in English, right? Because even in technology, we have to have writers, grant writers. We have mm-hmm. to have proposal writers. They have to be good mm-hmm. at what they do. So excelling in those areas opens up so many doors that oftentimes we don't see because they're behind the door. Okay. Exposed, you see it. So our company offers um, family day. I love it. Love when the families come in because you see the kids and, and their eyes are just wide open. Glowing. Yeah, you see so many things. And, and my particular company is one that has a lineage that ties back to Lockheed Martin. So you're talking about generational families, um, especially here in the Maryland area, families, aunties, uncles, dads. They've, they worked for the company for decades. Mm. Wow. Wow. And you guys do, um, because I know when I was in the military, we had a lot of uh, North of Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Look at me, can't, can't speak. Uh, we had a lot of contractors. Yep. And they were from you guys' company as well. Yep. Yeah. So we we have sites across the country. So we always hire. Please check us out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, y'all. Military with a clearance. Come, come on. Okay, (laughs) they always hire. So North of Room and fellow military. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And And what about um, interns? As far as like college, um, college interns, really heavy. One of the the things that I loved about our love about our company is that we try to, we actually start in high school. We have what's called a HIP program where high school students, especially at our sites that are co-located in a metropolitan area like Baltimore, for example, Mm -hmm. uh, we are able to connect with underprivileged high school students, bring them in Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. encourage them to take STEM classes. And then we track them as they go through college. Most of them return as interns through their course of their college years. And as they get into their senior year, we call them um, graduating students as professional development. Most of them return and get in our professional development program, which is a three-year rotation program, which offers them an opportunity to try three different jobs, wherever they are able to find those jobs around the country before settling on the one job. You know, most of us, we go to college and we jump right into a job, right? Mm-hmm. We don't get mm-hmm. that experience. We're like, oh, God, I hate this job. Now I'm looking for another. Now I'm looking for another. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the professional development program offers these college graduates the opportunity to really experience things, right? To test it out for a year and, and decide, I really love what I'm doing or no, mm-hmm. I don't. I want to try something else. And I think mm-hmm. that's the value we bring to the table for college, for high school, college, and uh, graduating college. That's awesome. So your company is socially responsible as well. Very socially responsible, very well uh, embedded in the community. That is one of our pillars, our values, is um, we are part of the communities in which we operate in and serve. Um, We give back to the community. We feed the hungry. We participate in Habitat for Humanity. We do um, the laying of the reef ceremonies every year. So multiple activities you can see uh, around the country that our particular company participates in. Uh, We also have 11 employee resource groups. Those employee resource groups help employees um, within the company to find like 
employees, whether that's African-Americans, Hispanic, LBGTQ, I think I got that right, <laughs> um, uh, our veteran community, our disabled community, you know, there is a group for everyone to feel welcome. But we aren't separate groups. So that, that may be a misconception sometimes in the business world that you have these employee resource groups that you go off and you're just off by yourself. In Northrop, mm -hmm. we all have to participate together. We all collaborate on many activities together. So I, I may speak more at an African-American task group function or a Hispanic, we call that Adelante activity. But oftentimes, um, when we do like the Bayer conference next week, I was telling you about, mm -hmm. we'll have people from everywhere, all facets of the company there. I love it. That that is just great. So I hope you listeners are um, paying attention. Um, I'm going to tell Maria to tell us how they, you guys can follow her. I am so. on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can follow me on LinkedIn. I am. Um, I think I'm C Maria Henderson or either Maria Henderson on LinkedIn. And uh, I, I will gladly accept your request on LinkedIn. Now, I may look and see if, if you're a true person now, because, you know, uh, yeah, all those bots, right? profiles are real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, that's right, because you're in technology. She knows how to catch you. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are real and we get targeted, you know, just like everybody mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. you know? But, yeah, feel free to um, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Send me a message. I do respond. Um, where I can. Sometimes you'll see our overly posts, especially going into next week. We'll probably be posting stuff all of next week to encourage um, the young uh, college graduates and, and future interns to come talk to us. That is so awesome. So awesome. Thank you again. And we're going to leave you guys with a quote of the week. It says, recognize and embrace your uniqueness. Being a Black woman, being a woman in general, on a team of all men means that you are going to have a unique voice. It is important to embrace that. And that is by Aaron Teague. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Comfort Chit Chat.